0: Hello, and welcome to Hardy Party at Five and a
1: Half.
0: Well, hello, Rebecca. <laughs> hello. How are you? Um, I feel like that was a theme song I've heard before. I hope so. Yeah, I think it's a video game. It is a video game. Okay. It's been around it, for years. It's been around for a long time. It may have just had a new movie that came out I'm with sorry. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, what was it?
1: Mario. Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell me, is that like, okay, how many different Mario Brothers has there been? A lot? I, like, don't I know. Like, I know Super Mario I, Brothers and Mario Kart.
0: I, I'm going to be honest with you. I never got into Super Mario that much, mm-hmm. and I never got into Mario Karts that much. Oh, Wow so i don't i don't know a lot about (laughs) that. so i was more like okay i'm we're going way back here okay there's the first game i ever played was pong which you like to call ping (laughs) it's called pong that's the
1: little lines on the side right
0: yeah it's just it looks like the aerial (laughs) view of a tennis court and it was just two rectangles on either side and it was supposed to be a ball but it was just a pixel it was a square that went back and forth and you tried to not let it go by you
1: i tried so that, that game. Was my first game i remember playing that game yeah was it on atari
0: yes it was okay
1: i remember playing that game like twice i thought it was so ridiculous <laughs> I had no time for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm done here. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know
0: what I'm doing. Well along those lines there was missile command. Yeah. Which was very pixelated too, and you'd roll the thing around and try to keep the missiles from hitting your Yeah,
1: that was all the little like rocks and stuff flying around, right?
0: Well no, you're you're thinking asteroids, oh, I think. Oh asteroids. Asteroid. Yeah. Okay, asteroids yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. There was a stop and go a few blocks from my the apartment we lived in. So I would bring my quarters. You stacked your quarters up if you ever went to the arcade. You stack your quarters up to let people know how long you're going to be there. Yeah. So I've got like six quarters stacked <laughs> up. So you might as well just go on home because I am totally playing this all afternoon. Oh, that's So funny. I would go play Asteroids at the Stop and Go. Oh, my God. And yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. And...
1: I didn't really get too much into that. Like, I didn't play any of those games, but it wasn't until we got to like, um, is it Galaga? Is that what oh, Galaga. So oh, Galaga. So yeah. Galaga, Pac-Man, and Centipede. Yeah. And Frogger. Now that is an unstoppable generation of video games. Oh yeah. I mean the eighties
0: perfect. Okay, Centipede, I remember you had the ball in the middle that you rolled around. How many times did you pinch your never. fingers in? I pinched it in all the time. I, I must have played violently. I must have played violently because I would always on the little roller ball.
1: I, mean, I never pinched my fingers and I was always high score.
0: Like well, okay. Okay,
1: I'm lying about that. Part. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was pretty good at Galaga. I spent I way too much time playing. I score scored
1: any video game unless they had just cleared the machines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you were the first one to point, yeah, after that, pretty
1: much, yeah. But I really liked Frogger, probably one of my favorite ones. I did not like Dig Dug, but a lot of people like Dig Dug.
0: And I was a big Pac-Man fan, and mainly Miss Pac-Man. What was mine? Really? I, I really enjoyed Miss Pac-Man. That's
1: so funny. Well, today, our guest today, he has a book out called Know That Gamer, which is so good. If you have kids, and even if you are like a child yourself and you like to play video games as an adult, whatever, it's fantastic. Yeah, I get asked all the time about boundaries with that type of stuff. How is it good? What? Where can we find good in this? How do I dissect what shows, I mean, what games to let in the home? Like it is So good. So you're gonna want to run out and get this book after you listen to this incredible interview with Dre Dixon. So tell us a little bit about yourself as a kid. Like, were you a gamer as a kid?
2: Yeah, so definitely was a gamer as a kid. Um, like, I think uh, my mom bought a Nintendo Entertainment System, an NES, and she thought it was going to be a toy, like a toy for her and my dad, like a, a, a game for them, you know, stuff for them to do yeah. together. And then they hardly played it, and it kind of became my brother and I's toy as a kid, you know? And so, yeah, big gamer as a kid.
1: So what would you play mainly?
2: Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing, like, Zelda and um, was, for a while, was a really big Final Fantasy fan, so, like, Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 7.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but I played everything. I played racing games. I played a lot of role-playing games. Um, but I'm still, to this day, a big Mario fan, like, all the, every Mario, iteration of Mario, <laughs> sort of, like...
0: Hey, so did you like the movie that just came out? Have you seen it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I took my son and he's he thinks he thinks Mario centers around Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. So he called it the Mario Kart movie, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it He's five. Okay. <laughs> that
1: would make sense. No. Yeah, that's awesome. But, but cool. yeah,
2: now we're playing other Mario games together. So he he's expand his universe is expanding, but uh yeah. but yeah, I thought it was really fun. Did y'all see it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah, really it was good. We good. enjoyed it. Yeah, we liked it. Yeah. yeah. So, what was it that we what was it that we played on? What was the gaming system? Okay,
0: I gosh, I think we were on Nintendo. Are you talking about a hook?
1: Yes. We okay, this a is hook. a long
0: time ago when we first got married in yeah. ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, we're old. And the the hook game came out, but you yeah. So we would play it in the evenings at dinner, and then we would leave it on because you couldn't save it. We would go to work. We would come back the next day. It took <laughs> us like four on. days to finish it. <laughs> and you got and it was hook so you ended up battling captain hook at the end yeah that's peter, yeah, peter pan but it yeah, took so us like four right. days i'll never forget we left it on for we four days it on, yeah yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah you... kind of maddening yeah yeah so but when, you,
2: you, you, were playing, it, when sure.
1: you were playing did your parents have any kind of rules to take care of issues with you and your brother or do they just let you go at it and do whatever you wanted
2: you know, it was a different world back then. I think like video games were so new for families back then that like it was kind of the wild west <laughs> in my home like I definitely remember my mom getting annoyed at times at me and my brother and be like get outside, do something else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um but also I would say I would say I was a pretty I was a fairly well-rounded kid in the sense that like I was into soccer, I was into hockey, um I did lots of other things and so I didn't my life didn't revolve around them but I, there were definitely periods like where I played them too much but my parents just didn't I don't know I don't think they had the same concern that parents do now about like limiting screen time and stuff so I definitely like played more than I probably should have
0: <laughs> well I think like you're saying, it was so new. We didn't really know the effects of what was going on, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. have you, did you ever rage quit with your brother or did he ever rage quit <laughs> on you?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think we ever threw controllers or anything, but we definitely like, yeah, we definitely got mad and turned it off or got mad at each other playing, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm really competitive. Like, actually, my brother was much kinder than I was growing up, even though he was older. But yeah, uh, definitely like had some yeah a few a few of those kind of moments.
0: Yeah. Normal brother stuff. So yeah. So when I was reading your book, I was kind of surprised you were talking about the characteristics of the average gamer, and mm-hmm. can you share some of that with us? Because I think we'd be surprised who the gamers are these days.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll see if I can remember them all, but um, yeah, I think the average gamer is somewhere around thirty-five years old, um, and forty-two yeah. percent. So somewhere between 40 and 45 percent depending on the year um of gamer of of all gamers are women are female um and you know um like there's been these there was a study that i think there's this assumption that video gamers are like lonely unpopular overweight um like not physically active like there's all these stereotypes that we think we have we have about gamers and the reality is that gamers don't really fit any of those stereotypes the reality is that kind of like everybody is a gamer these days um you know it's uh 220 million americans play video games regularly so it's something like almost two-thirds of the population of our country um it's a huge pastime for people and it's prevalent and it's like, you know, you think you're not a gamer, but you probably are. Like if you play Words with Friends or uh, Wordle or like Candy Crush Saga <laughs> or whatever, if you're just pulling out your phone to waste some time in between like tasks or, or classes or whatever it is that you do, like you you're a gamer and you need to know that about yourself. Video games are all around us. They're a huge part of our culture. And so this, you know, this kind of idea that video gamers are, are one thing, it just doesn't fit anymore. It's not, yeah. it's yeah. not the paradigm yeah. anymore. All kinds of kids are playing them and all kinds of adults are. In fact, it's more adults than kids these days, you know?
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah. I, uh, that would, that would classify my 77 year old parents as gamers. Yeah.
2: Cause they play <laughs> World every they Play Wordle and yeah. Wars
1: with friends all the yeah. time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. They're gamers. Yeah. yeah they need to own sure. it. They
0: sure are. to tell them they're gamers. Well,
1: forever I have said that today's video game kids are tomorrow's surgeons because of that whole hand-eye coordination and the things that they're learning. So why would you say video games are good for us?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the, I think my like the, at the most fundamental level, we need to understand that game video games are a type of game,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and games are a type of play, and play has been proven in um, tons of, of studies to be a really important part of of what it means to be human um i think um i would make I make the argument in my book that um that God is playful and that there's playful elements of God's relationship to how he created the world but then also the world itself and there's even these visions in the Bible of like um the new heavens and new earth where Isaiah describes children playing playing over the holes of cobra's dens and and um, uh, Zechariah envisions us in the new heavens, and the new earth playing in the streets of our new Jerusalem. And so like all those, I think to me set a, a theological precedent that play is, is valuable, but you can even look scientifically at studies that have been done on play. It's good for our social development as human beings. It's good for um, like our relational development, how we build relationships with people. It's good for, um our sense of self uh i think when we play games generally like we're having fun and we're feeling good about ourselves usually when you're playing a game you're getting better you're improving you're learning um so video games are inherently educational even if you're just learning how to better play that game like how to jump over that pit or whatever like you're still yeah. your your mind is being engaged in a way that that, that it's not with other media
1: mm-hmm, so
2: this should be really obvious but i often tell people like remember you you know you read a book You watch a movie or a show, you play a game. And that distinction is important because video games are interactive. They're interactive media. And so they engage our brains on a level that other media don't. There's some really lovely things about that. Like um, they're better in a lot of ways for our brains than watching TV. I think they're way better for our brains than social media in some ways. Um, Now there are aspects of video games these days that are very social media like, and that's a whole nother, whole nother topic of discussion, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of benefits that come from them. Um, you know, they give us opportunities to make moral decisions and that can be good that there's, there's simulated spaces, um, teamwork, decision-making, um, like a lot of times these games, video game, you know, video games today are very social. A lot of times we're playing games, creative problem solving together, um, and, and having shared experiences, building real friendships, you know, yeah. over yeah. video games. So yeah, there's there's a lot of, of benefits, I think, that
1: yeah, I totally that when see we,
2: that. Yeah. Like, and of course there's lots of drawbacks too, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But um but yeah, I think I think at the, at its heart, play is a good thing. Um and and video games are a type or games are games are come out of play. And then video games are a type of you know a type of game that's sort of the trajectory play games, video games. Yeah. and um you know uh play is is a beautiful thing like i love it when my kids are outside playing you know whatever it is cops and robbers in the street um we have a we live on a cul-de-sac so it's safe <laughs> <laughs> thanks for clarifying <laughs> but uh, i love seeing their you know their little minds work and them like yeah. come up with plans of how they're going to collaborate and yes. how they're going to win the game and just seeing yeah. them have a blast and have fun and and video games give us a space to do some of that. It just It's just in a digital space. It's just in a different environment.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you mentioned all those benefits, but take us to some of the, what are some of the drawbacks that can come with?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the big one that most parents are concerned about today and rightly so is like overindulgence or addiction. Um, and I think we need to be careful with that term addiction because uh, it's a clinical term. And so we shouldn't we should be really careful not to call our kids addicted unless we really know that they are, you know? So because if you're saying, Oh, you're an you're an addict, like you're labeling your child. And if that's wow. not true, then you're being dishonest and that's not good parenting. Um, um but uh
1: sometimes but, those kids they take on those characteristics of what you continually call them as well.
2: Absolutely. So that's a dangerous yeah. place to be. Right. Yep. I have that problem. (laughs) I think every parent's done that once or twice. Yeah. 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 If
1: you call call your kid a brat long enough, they're probably gonna be a
2: brat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it doesn't it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make it better. We think by calling them brats or calling them addicts that we're like saving them from what from whatever. But really we're just you know, contributing to a poor poor self esteem and and making the problem worse. Mm -hmm. But um but yeah, so I think over overindulgence is a problem. I think it's important to recognize um like a, a couple things I think are really important for for parents to recognize. One, like kids are bad at boundaries. They're bad at creating boundaries for themselves. That's why parents are so important, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we we help them set those boundaries because we love them. And kids I think actually love boundaries in a way like because I think deep down they know they're really good for them. Yeah. They're just they can't articulate, you know, that they need it. And so that's why we, that's why God places us in their lives. Um, So but then secondly, I also think it's important to recognize this is, I think, a unique um, temptation with video games in that they are designed in a lot of ways to keep us coming back again and again and again. And and I, I, I try to make the distinction in the book between extrinsic rewards and intrinsic rewards. And in my opinion, intrinsic rewards are more valuable, especially when it comes to video games, than extrinsic rewards. Like, I kind of don't want my kids playing video games just so they can make enough virtual bucks and Fortnite to buy that new skin for their character. Um, I want them, like, if if I decide to let them play Fortnite, which I'm not here to, like, say tell any parent whether they should or shouldn't play fortnite yeah, yeah but uh but i want them to play for the intrinsic reward of of teamwork and hanging out with my friends and mm-hmm. uh the joy of overcoming a problem together um the joy of of winning together or the or the the agony of defeat together like those yeah. shared experiences mm-hmm. um i'd rather they not play just because you know The game is incentivizing them to come back again and again and again, you know. A lot of video games are kind of designed like slot machines, really. Um, They have these random reward structures that um, I think kind of like, this is going to sound over the top a little bit, but but it's true. I think they kind of prey on the psychology of children who who don't and, and adults honestly yeah. none of us are good at setting boundaries for ourselves if we're <laughs> honest um we all need like accountability right
1: yeah
2: um but uh but yeah so but it's but more so with kids you know because they have their brains are not fully developed they don't know they're not good at setting limits for themselves and so so yeah i think that's that's my biggest concern yeah but there's also you know certainly i think parents should be concerned about content um mm-hmm. Violence and sexual content and so forth in games yeah. um toxicity and um like bullying that happens online I think um in my opinion, no kid should just have like unfiltered access to the internet in any of its forms right and so we need to recognize like video games are today they are access to the they are a type of access to the internet
1: yeah
2: uh which opens us up to all kinds of dangers that I think we just need to arm ourselves to be aware of and to protect our kids. Um, it's just, yeah, you can't take chances with that stuff these days.
0: So you've got the kids that don't want any boundaries. You have parents that want the boundaries. So how can, how can we play out that battle in a healthy way in the house between the kids and the parents? What can the parents do to
2: make as
0: good as it can be? Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. In my book, I encourage sort of a collaborative approach in a way, um, because I think, first of all, I'd say like 99.9% of kids need some rules around video games. There's that rare kid that I think there's that rare kid out there that's like, loves to play soccer and loves to do this and that and the other. And so they just like, they don't play video games very much. You don't really have to set rules for them because they're going to play like maybe once a week or something. Yeah that's not most kids. <laughs> most kids need clear boundaries. But what I say in the book is to make your what come up with some rules as a family. Um and make those rules um clear. Uh they should be like rules that you can explain in a minute or less. If your rules are more complicated than that, then your kids are going to like even accidentally break them. And the goal of parenting is always like, we always want to set our kids up for success. You don't want to create rules that are going to like be um, things that kids don't even don't get. They need to be clear. Uh, Make them collaborative. So I actually encourage parents to invite their kids into the process of making those rules. I'm not saying... That the kids get to decide the rules themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know. But what yeah. I am saying is give them a seat at the table. Listen to them. Ask them what what kind of rules do you think I should have? You know, um, or, or what, you know, ask your kids what kind of rules do you think we should set for you around video games and screen time?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and you'd be surprised, they'll they might have some good ideas, you know. Yeah. Um, so like, uh yeah, clear, collaborative, and written down. I think the other thing is just write them down. So it's hey, it's on the family chalkboard or it's on the you know it's posted yeah, everybody right. knows everybody here's what knows. they are. we worked these out together. this is what it's what we're gonna do, yeah. and to be honest with you, like there's no one size fits all rule, I think because every kid is different, you yeah, know
1: absolutely, and every
2: family structure is different, and some kids need more boundaries and some kids. Le- like we're ours are constantly adapting that's why i don't make one that's why i didn't make one and be like hey here's what we do and it's perfect because right um like it's changed a lot over the years um and now we have like now we have a system where we have like two days a week that are screen free days and the kids can only play video games after like four o'clock or i think is the the rule now and um you know and that and that's what works for us and you know they get they get a certain amount of time during the week. They get like an hour on weekdays, the the weekdays that they can play. Then on the weekends they get two hours. You know, yeah. um, it's that feels a little complicated, honestly. As I as I say it <laughs> out but again, this is what's yeah. this is what's working in the Dixon household at the moment. Right. But uh um, but it could change.
1: Know what's yeah. happening? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week, everybody sure gets the memo. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we
2: yeah but we post it. We're po- yeah. post it, We gonna to post it. Yeah,
1: We did something Maybe. similar when we were parenting, but not with video games. Ours were a little younger, but we had a chart, you know, where it was basically each kid and kind of their first infraction would, we would have this discipline and it was different for all of them. Cause just like you're saying, they just all, you know, different things are going to affect them all differently. And so mm-hmm. we have their first infraction was this. And the second one was this, and it was different for all the kids. And we definitely have one kid that didn't hardly play video games at all, still doesn't. And so we have, the one that yeah. we have to worry about with that and so yeah but I love I really have never I feel like I've looked at the ratings and stuff on games I want to know if you think like those are accurate like do you pay yeah. attention to that or do you like go read somewhere else about yeah. that yeah
2: I think I honestly think they're better than some other other rating systems okay. um they're they're more descriptive to be honest than like a movie the you know pg or r or pg-13 ratings that movies yeah, get it's very broad um yeah the governing board for for that regulates the ratings for for video games is the esrb uh and yeah they do they do a pretty good job i think they're helpful it's a good place to start i yeah. think they're probably not i would say for me anyway they're probably not su- sufficient i want a lot of times i want more information than yeah. what the esrb gives you know it'll say this is rated e10 for comic mischief or something or this is rated mature 17 and up because of um you know strong language and violence or whatever yeah. um but you don't know what you know is that like cuz there's different types of violence right yeah. like we didn't get into that but um you know i think like the violence that you commit in say like a legend of zelda game where you're fighting like goblins in order to to protect the innocent from the forces of evil to me that's a different type of violence than like what you see in something like grand theft auto really? or or something that's really like wanton violence and really like kind of destructive and and um there's not not any not any redemptive qualities uh in that type of violence so um yeah, yeah but um so i i really like there's a site that i find really helpful it's not a christian website but it is i find it super helpful it's common sense media
0: yeah Yeah, we've gone there yeah 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 you can go to like any (laughs) media category basically
2: okay yeah they have they have great video game reviews and so they have professionally written reviews by like video game critics Mm -hmm. and they're going to list out hey here's what all is in this video game here's the kind of messages that are there and here's you know, the kind of content that's there. And then they also have like user generated reviews, which I find helpful where parents will actually write a review and say, Hey, I'm a parent of a seven-year-old and I'm going to review whatever Super Mario Odyssey or whatever. And they'll, yeah. And so it's kind of, kind of good that you can get like real time parents to share their, their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not Christian. So there may be some things that they think of as positive messages that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's spelled out for you you know
0: right. the list yeah. gets written out as and you can get as much information as you can get to kind of make your decision yeah, yeah. right exactly
2: yeah. yeah another great resource too is just uh twitch or youtube twitch is where kids will um or not just kids i shouldn't say kids it's actually more adults than kids it's where people stream their own video gaming yeah it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so like you can watch me play uh the new call of duty or fortnite or whatever uh and i'm i'm like broadcasting my gaming on yeah. the internet the reason that's helpful for parents is because if you want to know what a video game's like, you can go watch someone play it on it, Twitch. Yeah. You can search for whatever new game's out. Just type that in the search bar at twitch.com, um, just like T-W-I-T-C-H mm-hmm. um, dot com, and you can watch somebody play it. Same, same cool. with YouTube. YouTube has live gaming. But then also you can just watch some YouTube videos of, of people's people record record their, their playthroughs and post them to YouTube. Go search for that game. And I mean, just if you watch for a couple, two, three, four or five minutes, you can get a sense of the kind of content and whether or not you want that game in your home, you know?
1: yeah that's true yeah our youngest
0: son watches he watches cory kitchens all the time <laughs> okay and he just watches him play and i've never understood i i get it as a parent like you're getting yeah. information, but i'm like alex why do you watch him play and i guess he gets yeah. an answer he sees what Corey, he just likes yeah. cory in general so yeah so.
2: i think i used to think that too but it's um because like i it, it, it honestly as a longtime gamer it doesn't appeal to me like I don't want to spend my free time watching other people play video games. Like right, you wanna I, go. Like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do something video game related, I'm going to be holding a controller playing. Right, a game.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I guess it's, it's not that different from like the reason people watch sports or something. It's a, you know, if you're, if you grew up playing soccer, then like you're going to get a lot more enjoyment out of watching an English premier league game or watching, I live in Nashville, watching Nashville SC play. Mm -hmm. than someone who doesn't have context for soccer the same with like these kids who grow up playing if you like if you're really into um uh like league of legends or something um then watching other people who are really good at league of legends or even are just entertaining to watch play league of legends you're going to get a kick out of that and you're going to find it interesting in a way that you know in a way that the average person wouldn't so I, I get it to some some level even though it's like i agree with this like not for me you know
0: i guess as a baseball fan it's like having a baseball game on the background like i'm doing other stuff and i can go look at the game and come back so yeah I, yeah kind of like that
2: yep totally
0: we've talked about like the stereo stereotypical like gamer like we envision the guy in his basement of his parents house he's 30 years old and he's still playing games and very isolated Mm-hmm. But I think with the bandwidth, and it's what you talk about in the book too, with the bandwidth that we have now, it's really become more of a social thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah.
0: really what our youngest does. Like all his friends get on in the evenings yeah. and it's the way they hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love yeah.
1: it when I walk into the room and they're like, hi, Mrs. Hardy. I'm yeah. like, hey, guys. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, they're yeah. all there. I feel like they're there. I'm like, want to offer them a snack or something.
0: <laughs> so, how can we use that, the social element, as how can we use that in a positive way, especially for how can we use that?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that games bring people together. That's one of the nice things about them is that they are social. And I think it's really easy as parents to sort of thumb our noses at that and be annoyed by that because it's like, can't y'all like find community around something that we think is more productive, like soccer or music or whatever, crafting, I don't know. Um, but but the reality is that, like, I think it's important to recognize that, like, God actually commands us to do things that are not productive. We're supposed to have a whole day of not being productive. Um, you know, once a week, he's he scheduled in his design for creation and humanity a day of unproductivity where we're not producing money or products or food We're we're resting. And so um, I think video games can be a form of rest, uh, but they can also I think that's part of it, just like on like on a personal level. There is a way to play video games that is that is that is enjoyable, that's restful. God wants us to have fun. Like there's nothing. Um not only is there nothing wrong with that, there's something good about that. Yeah. Um we as human beings are really good at taking good things and corrupting them. So when I acknowledge that, like we're really good at being like, oh, video games are good. Well, then I'm gonna play 17 hours a day. That's not good, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I think with your kids, how can, you know, if, if video games are the way they connect with their friends, I mean, do what y'all are doing, invite them, let them play at your house where, you know, they're safe, Mm -hmm. where you can, you, you know, they can play in a room where you can see what they're doing. Um, you know, if you let them play in their rooms, which I don't recommend, but if you do like door has to be open, you know, but you know, pop your head in there, make sure what's going on, you know, Mm um, set up some parental controls, you know, you can kind of control what your kids can and can't do on most video game systems. And with just a little bit of research online, you can figure out how to implement those parental controls so that you can kind of protect them a little bit better. But yeah, um, they're going to meet friends, they're going to connect with people. And if your kids are Christians, if you're a Christian home, that's a way to point people to Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have a whole chapter in the book about how video games can be a source of of mission like they can be a way that we we connect i think we live in like a really divided world where um it's like if we perceive people to be different than us politically or or theologically or whatever we're so quick to go like i don't know just shun people and stuff um whereas i think the jesus we see in the bible is is like figuring out ways to hang out with people He's he was known to eat and drink with sinners and tax collectors, sinners, quote unquote, you know, air quotes and tax collectors. And um, video games I think are a way for us to build relationships, you know, because when you're playing a video game, you're not like your first question is not like, Are you a Democrat or Republican? or like (laughs) Yeah. You know, you just want to play and you want to win and you want to have fun together. Um, and sometimes we need that to like like I have mountain biking friends who um are super different from me politically, theologically, like, you know, I have, I have one mountain biking friend who's a pretty strong atheist. Um, but we're really close because we, what built our relationship was riding bikes together, you know? And I think that you can, obviously there's a, a a through line there to video games too. It's like, I, I like you because we play, um, you know, League of Legends, or we play whatever together, and and you're you know you're my you're my wingman on League of Legends or whatever it is, um, yeah that that builds camaraderie and trust and friendship and yeah. um, and once you have that, that's that's what's needed I think to share the I mean there we can share the gospel a number of ways, but when you have that sort of like shared relationship and you built some trust through just spending time together, yeah. then people are going to listen when you say well yeah here's what I think about life or god or or any other important topics morality or, or whatever it is they're gonna less likely to think you're out to lunch yeah and more likely to listen
0: yeah and they know that if you've built a relationship then they know that you care so then okay yeah. i'm gonna listen to them closer than i would have like you say if i had just jumped on you as soon as i met you and yeah you know yeah. oh whoa whoa what's going yeah. on here it's yeah that. it's yeah. building that commonality that helps you be able to just have real conversations with people. I don't know that we do that great. Like you say, we're so like I disagree with you on this, so I'm not talking to you anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like yep. it's just so it's weird to me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's yeah. Unhealthy. Yeah. Oh yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
1: So tell us about um Love Thy Nerd. What yeah, sure. About? yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah. I co founded Love Thy Nerd about five years ago with some friends. Um and uh, yeah, it's a, a ministry that exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. And so Love Thy Nerd does um, nerd ministry. They go to um, <laughs> like video game conventions and board game conventions. And and also just like write, with the, the, we have a website where there's articles about nerd culture and, and all kinds of things. And the goal is just to help people see that. I think really to see video gaming and nerds culture as an opportunity as like almost like a people group that we can reach with the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. If we'll engage that space uh, responsibly, we're not telling anyone to just play whatever game and like, you know, (laughs) just like embrace all of it, but, but yeah, get in there and, and engage if you're, if you're a bit of a nerd, if you're into video games or board games or anime or comics, like think of a way to leverage that for, for the kingdom. And that's, that's really, that's really what it's about um and so yeah um that's kind of as simple as that
0: we went to comic-con a few years ago and i met these guys they were stormtroopers but they was also a ministry so they would go to events, and they would they would share the gospel like through being stormtroopers so i thought that was pretty cool so that's one way (laughs) you could i love the the term nerd ministry i love that phrase (laughs) because i'm a nerd so (laughs) <laughs> it's right at my house for sure. yeah
1: absolutely yeah yeah well, I think you've given so many awesome tips and tricks on like parenting and how to navigate those waters with your kids I mean that's it's just a, a lot to handle and it sounds like you're doing a great mm-hmm. job in your house too oh, I thanks. think something else I love is um is dads that will sit down with their kids and play it's you know not necessarily just being like you're doing that yep. and I'm over here but if you grew up and you're a sports person, but your son really likes this, I mean, that's a way to connect with your child, you know? And so nah. hop in with what they're doing and see how you can learn from them. And when you are, I always say to my boys, you know, when you're but not having a face-to-face conversation, but a side-to-side conversation sometimes is a little bit easier than having yeah. Space conversation. So I always say, like anything that you can be looking this way, but having to say something hard (laughs) is for boys, you know, like that's a good it's a good place to be, you know. So you can get (laughs) information out of them. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah,
2: I think it's a huge ministry tool for parents, honestly, with their with your own kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I love what you said because uh a big part of, in my opinion, being a good parent, um is is ultimately like we go back to what we're called to do we're ultimately called to love our kids right i think that's what it means to be a parent you know there's some parents that are like well i don't have to be their friend i disagree i think you do to be a good parent you do have to be their friend you have to care about them enough that that you say to them i want to be in your world like yeah. that's what god did for us in in by taking on human flesh and dwelling among us as he said i want to be in your world i want to be with you i want it, to it was part of how he demonstrated uh Our value to him, and I think the same is true for parents. If you're not making an effort to get into their world and and listen, it might be it's gonna it might be painful for you to play video games with your kids. Like you might be terrible, but like who cares, right? Like <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's probably not gonna be. I'm I'm better right now. I'm better. My kids think I'm cool because I'm better at video games than they are. But the day is coming when they're that's, that's gonna true. change. Oh yeah, they're gonna pass you. Gonna pass sure. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, and that's that's fine like that's not my goal is not to win your goal as a parent should not be to win right. uh it should be to love your kids i think yeah. all of us um and so yeah. yeah if you think about it more as building a relationship maybe you can get over your lack of skill and and humble yourself and play with them yeah. but even if you can't bring yourself to do that one thing that every parent can do that's really simple is just you know because video games are so contentious mm. it's such a source of of resentment for a lot of parents with regard to their kids Mm -hmm. and so what i want to say is like just take an interest at least at the very least like ask questions and not like why do you like that game what's wrong with you but like why do you tell me why do you like this new zelda game like why is this why are you so into it and and you'll be surprised at how they like light up and just want to tell you all about it and it's going to be hard for you to listen because you're like i don't care (laughs) um (laughs) i
0: don't know what you're saying yes right
2: But, uh, Uh, but what we do, what we all do care about, I think if we, if, if we're honest and get down to it, is we care about our kids. So we should care about the things they care about, make an effort. It's just like, you know, if your spouse is into something that you don't care about, if you love them, you'll make an effort to, you know, why are you so into this show that you're watching every day, even though you don't, you think it's stupid, you're still going to (laughs) make an effort. Uh, right.
1: (laughs) That's part of how
2: you express love to your kids. Yeah, yeah, I agree. um, And I think. Yeah, and I think too if you'll do that, you'll find that that um like kids will respect your boundaries and rules more. Mm -hmm. You know, if kids feel like rules are coming from someone who's clearly expressing love to them and is like someone who makes them feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'll turn it off now.
0: Yeah. You know. Right. And more knowledgeable about what's going on. Like if you know, because you talk about in the book of you set a timer and then it's time to save it or they have to finish their level. It's not go turn it off. It's like, okay, you get five more minutes to finish out your level. So it's the knowledge of, if you know a little bit about the game, they can respect. Yeah. Well, okay. They yeah. know, they know about this game. So I can, I'll go with the rules since they, yep. they know yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Cause I'm totally guilty of like, turn it off. And okay. they're like, I can't, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> they're freaking out. And I'm like, but what? I don't understand. Yeah that
2: is something i kind of hate about modern video games is like why can't we just like have them be able to save at any point you know
0: right, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, exactly. always
2: online games and
0: stuff it's it's exactly. annoying well part of that is probably to keep you playing so yeah. you stay on it. oh yeah it is yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah. okay well drew man this has been great so i love your message and i love the book and just yeah. it's just so helpful for parents and kids to just look at video games in a healthy way and yeah. not just have a bad attitude about it like we've talked mm-hmm. about yeah. That can happen so easily. So. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So your book is called Know Thy Gamer, which I love because it actually just insinuates so much about like, you really have to know your kid. And I love that yeah. you talk all about that. Just like really being intently knowing your child. Yeah. Uh, and your ministry is called Love Thy Nerd. So we are going to both of those and make sure we get that out there. This has been great. I'm a hairdresser. I have people sit in my chair all the time asking me how to navigate these waters right here. So I'm. Yeah so excited to have your source to give that to
2: them well yeah thank you yeah yes. i appreciate it and you can get it pretty much anywhere books are sold but you can go check it out at um love thy sorry know thy gamer.com so there's yes. know thy gamer.com and there's also if you want to check out the ministry go to Love Thy nerd.com. but love those two places nerd. would get you more information yes. about the book and then about the ministry that i've, I've yeah. partnered with yeah
1: that's okay fantastic. that's awesome
0: we gotta love our nerds right yeah that's right
1: that's love right. our
0: okay thanks so much drew
1: drew thank you so much
0: yeah thank you thanks for having me man so much good stuff from drew so much we have to love our nerds people we really do listen
1: i think i do a great job of loving my nerd
0: you you definitely (laughs) love thy nerd i appreciate (laughs) you It is blessing how much you love your nerd yeah. yeah
1: you're welcome i love actually that you want to connect with the boys on all levels you can talk sports you can talk video games you can do all different you just across the board you try to engage with your kids which i think is part of his ministry is like just engaging yeah. with people um for that purpose and so i love that
0: well and it, even with me it's like i don't know all these things super well mm-hmm. like i probably know sports a lot better than video games yeah and even on some of the sports, I know basketball and baseball better than football. So it's not really about me knowing everything. It's just a way to communicate and keep. And as the boys get older and now they're young men. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have a little something to talk about. I can text them and go, hey, did you see that play? Or did you see this movie? Or yeah, And it just, it's a way to keep contact and keep yeah. fellowship going there. Yes. so
1: I appreciate that you do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want to watch women's college softball with me.
0: They will, but it kind of begrudging. Really. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we hope you learned so much from this podcast. Go out and get his book, Know Thy Gamer. So good. Again, we hope you enjoyed this podcast with Drew Dixon, Hardy Party, Party at Five and a half, over and out.
0: Go love those nerds. <laughs>